Welcome back to Conversations That Go Nowhere. This is Kanan. This is Drew. And uh, today we're going to talk about the ocean and um, everything that we know and just how much we really don't know. So we hope you guys find this conversation uh, entertaining and uh, hopefully we can teach you a couple things uh, you didn't know in, before this episode that we didn't know. Yeah, for sure. The, the ocean is one of our greatest mysteries and I know that sounds off script, off off of a script, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's so true, isn't no, it? No, it it's, is, man. It's wild how how massive it is. So so here's a couple of stats for you guys um, before we get into the conversation, just to put things into perspective for you. So right now, mankind has explored five percent of the ocean. Now compare that to ninety percent of what is it? The immediate solar system. Right, right. So the hundred percent of the lunar and Martian surfaces yeah. have been explored. A hundred. There's nothing percent. that we don't know about those things. Yet the planet that we live on, we know five percent of the ocean, which covers seventy percent of the world. And uh, to give you guys a visual of that, if you take the United States, which is a pretty large continent or a country, and um, the North American continent. Um, there's 36 times that size is is the span of the ocean. You can fit 36 U.S. of A's in the, in the ocean. ocean. That's pretty insane, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing thing. There's so, what is it, 99% of habitable area is in the ocean. That's only, only well, yeah. One percent is what we live on as mankind on land. It's how wild is that? One percent. Imagine if that was doubled. We literally just doubled our living space. We have what <laughs> eight billion people. Yeah. There's a friggin' ton of space. There's so much down there, and uh, yeah. So basically, what we know so far about the ocean is that there are the most uh, life forms, the biodiversity. Uh, exists in the ocean. There are more life forms in the ocean than every continent combined. Um, some coral reefs have more biodiversity than the Amazon jungle. Uh, that's pretty insane. We're talking pretty about a hundred million different types of life forms just within one part of the ocean, let alone the entire thing. And to me, it's just astounding that we've been here so long and we still know so little about the ocean. Right? I mean, it's, it, it's mind boggling to be honest with you. It's pretty similar to being, you know, if you were to be in a house and for some reason you don't know anything other than your room, you don't know what it looks like. That's, that's that crazy. Would creep right? me to... That's pretty fucking creepy. When I go into a new house, I'm looking through all the rooms. Everything. I'm looking for secret rooms. I'm looking for secret, secret <laughs> you'd, rooms. You'd you want to know. know. I mean? You'd want to know. Yeah, you, you definitely want to know what's what's out there. And, and um, there's obviously reasons that we'll cover later on, on why the exploration of the ocean hasn't been as vast as we really wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't make it seem like uh, we're just being lazy here, you know. But right. it costs money. Things cost money, obviously, and, and people have priorities, too. Right. And, so. and there's also the barrier of um, nature itself, right? Anything can cost money. Uh, anyone can put up a certain sum of money to funding, but there are some things that, as humans, we've just not advanced uh, far enough to combat them. So the main thing that we're dealing with, guys, um, that is halting us from really exploring all of the ocean is the ability to navigate past the pressure barrier. 
So as you go further down into the ocean, obviously pressure increases. And um, so far we've been 36,000 feet down. That is the farthest exploration ever uh you know, recorded. endeavored. And that yeah. was in 1960. 1960. Not the yeah. Picard. Picard. Yeah. Jacques Picard. Jacques Picard. And, and James um, Cameron came close. Yeah, in 2012 or 2013, James Cameron, yeah. he came close. But, um, and by the way, that's that's an L. I mean, James Cameron has, what, the, 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 the financial backing of a small country. And it's 2012, and he still got beat by a scientist Somebody in 1960. 1960. Jacques. I mean... Please, take that out, James Cameron. But anyway. <laughs> Your movies um, are good. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so the pressure becomes too much to where it can turn a submarine into a golf ball, right? And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not technically speaking, but, but essentially that. It I just mean, crush it. It yeah. would compress it so much that, that it, would, it would not exist anymore. And we can't get past that right now. We don't have any type of technology to allow us to withstand that. Um, and if we do... Uh, obviously, the funds and the time are not being spent there. And um, so, yeah, for me and, and for Drew, the thing that's so interesting is what don't we know about the ocean, right? Because every day there are new species being found. Just last year, there was a new whale species found. If something as large as a whale can still be this long hidden, then what else is there? There is really... Endless possibilities at that point. There's no extent, right? I mean... Well, think about all the fairy tale creatures that we think about. What couldn't there be in the ocean? Like, the Loch Ness Monster. I know it's not ocean-specific, but... Right. General creature that lives in water. Exactly. That is a huge myth, but if you look at some prehistoric creatures... And, and some depths near the the locks, you know, some, some things might <laughs> some striking, add up there. Some striking resemblances. Right? The, the, no, I, I think 100% that um, to rule out anything existing because we haven't seen it is so arrogant and so foolish. Right? For sure. You've explored 5% of the ocean. Who are you and who is anybody to say what actually exists down there? Right, like the Megalodon. An entirely saw, possible. A, a, a 60 foot shark? This is, so, this is the Megalodon is the Great White's ancestor, I guess we can call it, right? This is what the Great White's uh, lineage comes from. It's a 60 foot, essentially a 60 foot Great White that had teeth the size of, you know, uh, half of your hand and um, would used to hunt very, very large whales in prehistoric times. I don't know the exact era, but. Um, this is something that existed for a long time. It was the apex predator, and it's believed that it's extinct, but we also know 5% of the ocean, so who are we to say? Right, and who? obviously the ocean is so vast that these creatures can easily avoid you yeah, if they really yeah, wanted to. Who, if you, if, for those of you who are listening, please look up a picture of, of a whale, a blue whale, the largest creature known... To ever exist on our planet, on land and in space, or in space, on, in, in, <laughs> in the, the ocean, yeah. um, one hundred and one feet. One hundred one feet. Look, look at how insignificant that looks in the depths of water. It's nothing. It's, it is it's, literally it's, nothing. You're telling me that my little submarine can't just mistakenly miss that, or it just purposely avoided me. It is so easy. You need something like 
10 times the size of that to i feel like to visually see something spectacular because those things are scary and even then you can miss it because exactly. there are parts of the ocean that we actually cannot go still right so well, we don't know what's down there and we don't know. hopefully we eventually find out but the megalodon and, and the blue whale it's it's kind of crazy that those animals exist on on kind of the same spectrum one was an apex predator I guess technically you can call a blue whale an apex, maybe just not in the predatory sense. But it has no natural predators, from right. what we know. It's so just far. an apex of. There's nothing that preys on on the on the blue whale, but we do know that there are things in the deeps of the ocean that are so terrifying and so large um, that it would be surprising. So the sperm whale, which is, um, I think, the third largest whale, mm-hmm. is. I believe it gets up to 60 feet, right? Maybe okay, 50 so, feet. So it's almost as big as a megalodon. It's, it's pretty It's pretty fucking Was that large, three right? school buses? Yeah, that's three okay. school. We're talking three school buses of, of actual mammal that lives in the ocean. Yeah. This thing hunts in the deep waters. And, and when we refer to deep waters in the ocean, we're talking about that part where light is starting to fade out. And... You know, the ocean is no longer blue, but it becomes a dark purple or a black. And there are things down there that exist that blow our minds. And what I'm referring to is the giant squid. The hunting squid, as it's referred to, is a squid that is so large that it and this sperm whale battle it out in the depths of the ocean. Now, most of the time, the sperm whale is going to be victorious because of sheer size. But these squid have been known to drown the sperm whales. What they do is they wrap around the sperm whale. They have the knowledge. And for those who don't know, the octopus, the squid family, those are some of the smartest creatures that that live on this earth. What is the technical term for those creatures? It's not crustaceans, right? No, no, no. Cephalopods, right? Cephalopods. Good job. Good job. I really didn't even remember that. Um, <laughs> that's thanks, such a thanks, weird uh, word. Yeah. Thanks, science cephalopods. Thanks, you know? Google. Yeah. Um, so, so these things, when the sperm whale goes down to hunt, and it hunts these squid, that's what it's hunting. They fight back, and they're so large and so adaptable that they actually pose a really decent threat to these to these whales. They wrap around them, and they begin to pince them with their tentacles. And the beak that the squids have, squids have what is called a beak where their mouth is. It's a really scary fucking sharp, uh, you know, mandible that chomps on. Yep. And they know that the, they have the knowledge that the whale needs to resurface at some point. So they purposefully hold on to it and continue to try to drag it down while scratching into its back and its skin with its tentacles. And they purposefully try to drown these whales. Something that large that lives in a part of the ocean that we don't go to because it's so dark and it's so compressed with pressure is big enough to fight whales and to actually kill them if they're successful. I mean, that's insane to me. That's kind of... Well, what, what's stopping the Kraken from actually existing? Nothing. Nothing other than humans saying that it's too preposterous, right? Right. Well, I always say nothing's impossible. It's just highly improbable. There's that's, always a, that's a chance. Like it's like it's never the, your chance is never zero that you're going to be attacked by a cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. But it happens, right? It happens. It happens. So to the few lucky or, or unlucky, <laughs> unlucky few. that you're that's what you're into getting attacked by cows right. or whatever. But um, it it just baffles me that people say, "Oh, these things can't exist." Well. 
if you give me some parameters that they really couldn't exist, sure, fine. But how do how do we know? We we haven't seen the bottom of the ocean yet, like no. the true bottom. What happens to dead animals if they don't float? They sink. Exactly. I, I'm not sure if all animals when they die in the ocean if they float or they sink. I think that depends. Body mass, right? Composition. So, but, but, but I, I, I feel that if it did sink. Mm-hmm. We don't know what existed prior, other than potentially some things washing up, or we it sunk low enough that we could do a, a dig down there and pull right. it up, or you, you know. Well, and I mean? on that on that same point, um, we know now, at least we know this much about nature is that um, nothing goes to waste, True. right? Nothing goes to waste Everything's in nature. Recycled in so, some way. so what's eating those massive whale carcasses that sink, or what is eating what lives at the bottom? that relies solely on things falling down there. Yep. You know, we, we can't rule out any kind of existence um, of any kind of animal. You know, I, of course there's these crazy myths and fables, but can we really call them crazy? Or can uh, we just call them I don't un- improbable? So, because I think they're improbable just in the fact that the ocean's waters over time have changed temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. And some of these animals can't survive in the warmer waters that we have today. So... It, it's not impossible for them to exist further down where it's colder or when the temperature thousands or even millions of years ago would have been the same at this almost near the surface or you know at 3,000 feet or however deep you want to say absolutely they existed in um it's possible that they could exist down there because of those circumstances now would they have to adapt to the pressures and stuff probably sure but who says it's not impossible look at a giraffe right Something so comical, something so cartoonish, right? If someone told you, if we'd never seen a giraffe, or we didn't know it existed, and someone told you there's this thing with a neck that's longer than our own bodies, right? And and it just touches the top of trees and, and grabs fruit from there. You think you're you, talking about a freaking giant. Yeah, like, you'd, like you'd a, think that the person was out of their mind. Yeah. But here it is. It exists. You know, there's all kinds of animals that... Had we not have been exposed to them, had we not just accepted them as fact, we would not believe could exist because we've never seen anything right. like it. So I'm never willing to, I'm never prepared to say that something doesn't exist um, in the ocean because, like I said, we got the lights off, man. We don't even know what's in the house. We have not explored any other room. We have just seen our room. In the closet, maybe. That's it. 5%, man. I mean,. Not a lot. You're in Harry Potter's room under the fucking stairs. <laughs> you have just seen the broom closet, and that's it. Yeah. The rest of the house a is a mystery. a 20,000-square-foot house. So yeah. You, you don't know what is going on. You don't on. know what's out there. So, um, what, yeah. what do you What do you think existed, potentially? Do you think the Loch Ness Monster... I know we always get into theories and stuff or whatever, but, you know... Uh, what, it's, it's good conversation. What, <laughs> what do you think existed? Do you think the Kraken is real? Did you think there was maybe something... Even bigger than a megalodon, I know. I think so. You I, think so? I, I think that the kraken um, existed, whether it existed in the form that we depict and that the old stories tell mm-hmm. us. I don't or know. Or it's these giant squids that are just. But but I know that them. it's it's. I know that it's bigger than whatever we have discovered so far, and it would make sense, right? If we know that there are giant squid that actually actively fight with sperm whales which are huge. Right. Then why would it go toe to toe with the ship? Yeah, why, what is to say that there's not something larger than that giant squid that it descended from or or is just a completely different 
species in the same line of evolution. I, I think those things existed. Now, like I said, whether they existed in the form that we depict them as is, is irrelevant to me. I just know that these things don't come out of the ether, right? 110%. I mean, if somebody, if the accounts are all the same, like, there's always some truth to a lie. Absolutely. Whether it was, oh, I saw this massive squid and it attacked my ship. Okay, maybe you made that part up. But you've seen a massive squid floating there in, like, 1750? Mm Mm-hmm. Could have been facts. Could have been facts. Well, and it's also bolstered by the fact that not only is it you saying this, but for some reason, uh, five different countries' naval fleets have also recorded the same experiences. Right. It's so consistent that I get how you could argue it, but personally, I don't argue it just because uh, I'm, I'm open-minded. And, and like I said, I don't think anything is impossible. I think it's highly improbable, but who says it couldn't happen? Crazy yeah. things have happened, right? I think the safest side and the scientific side to be on is I'll entertain the thought until it's completely disproven. Right. Now, if you start coming at me with, okay, yeah, there was something with like spider looking legs. It was 30 feet high by 60 feet wide and had spider legs and a giraffe neck. Okay. Now well, I think you might have some mild psychosis or something. You, you know, <laughs> you, you might be taking some weird, weird pills. Yeah. You, you fucked around and found out. What it, the, exactly. What the... Whatever you're experimenting, experimenting with, please just, Stop. Do not do that. But but no, I, I like we had this discussion. Um, the fact that over time, and, and this is confirmed by historical accounts, records, um, six different populations, six different cultures who at the time of these drawings and recordings never met each other, never knew of the other culture's existence, have all recorded images and encounters with what appear to be dragons, right? Certainly, there's something behind that. Whether or not it's an actual dragon or just a huge lizard that people have become to fantasize about, there's no reason for six different cultures that didn't know about each other's existence to have the same drawings and encounters described uh, at a time when there was no ability to even communicate with the outside world. Right. Well, in these depictions, were these flying lizards or were they just like absolutely No, gargantuan? a majority of these were flying lizards. Okay. A more, majority of these look to be a, a, what they called a sky serpent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that there's, there's differences in them. I know that the Asian depictions, um, at least historically speaking, have generally been a more slender serpent. A, yeah. a slender dragon with sort of smaller wings. Mm-hmm. The Nordic... Uh, depicts a heavier dragon with larger wings and more so uh, menacing. More, right, and, and, more and, typical medieval. Yes, sort of like what you saw in Skyrim, right? Right. Yeah. Hey, good game, by the uh, way. Yeah, um, amazing game. Uh, shout out to Bethesda. Um, but yeah, man, so, so I guess my point is there is no reason to come up with these fantasiful lies um, when it's brought up by several different cultures, uh, naval fleets, whatever the case may be, who've never interacted with each other and have no reason. It'd be so weird for them to come together and conspire to talk about, Yeah, would they do that I saw the a cracker and they're just like, you know oh, I mean? hey, you know, well, let's conspire together. We'd never had a communication. Yes, yeah. existed. Let's just make sure everyone Time in the travel, future... put it in there. <laughs> Yeah, we'll yeah, make yeah. the people go crazy about it's it. They'll love it. It's illogical to think that that's the case. It's more logical to think that, hey, 
maybe there is something that is just rarely cited and it exists out there. Right? Well, right. Well, because here I have a page pulled up um, about the longest living sea creatures, and they're they got the routines to keep you looking good past the yeah, hundred. Yeah, they got some Easy. good skincare regimens going on for sure. So there is um, there is a good amount here. I think this is about seven or eight. Yeah, that um, whether they're fish or um, a worm or you know some plant type thing. Uh, a mollusk. These things live longer than we've ever known living things to live. I it's, mean, it starts out with what? What is that? Two hundred years for the red sea urchin. It, that thing lives two hundred years. Um, it can reach two hundred years of age. The rockfish, two hundred and five. The bowhead whale, what is that? Uh, no, two hundred and eleven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't pronounce this. It's a Tube worm. Lamella brachia. tube worm. May live for around 170. However, recent studies showed that some of these critters have reached a whopping 250. Studies are still going on. What makes them live so long? But kind of crazy. The Greenland shark. It's nearly blind, first of all. It dwells in cold waters. Um, can reach over 200 years old. A recent study... Found anywhere from 272 to 512. Jeez. Um, the Quahog clam, Quahog, whatever, however you want to I think pronounce it. I think it's Quahog, like Family Guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 500 years. Yeah, that's insane. Like, I can't believe this. A sponge. I know it's a sponge, it's but still. still a living thing. It's still 1,500 thing. years. Another sponge, 2,300 years. An ine- oh, oh, what is it? A coral, a type of coral. This is um, 4,000 years. And then, last but not least, At all. the coup de gras right <laughs> here. This is the coolest thing I think about the about The Topsis jellyfish. The immortal jellyfish. This um, thing is actually immortal. There is no science. All the studies show that this thing does not age, and actually it can change its age at will. This means that it can revert back to the beginning stage if it's faced with illness, physical assault, or environmental stress. So imagine, if you will, for humans, um, if you were to somehow be in some accident where you lost an arm. Instead of going to the hospital, instead of finding a way to reattach the arm or now live with a, uh, an extension of a mechanical arm, you would simply revert back to when you were a toddler or um, a prepubescent kid and your arm was there, and you'd grow it back, and then you'd age from there again. You can like, get a redo button. It's nature's redo button. I mean, this thing actually is immortal unless killed completely in an attack um, by some type of predator. There is no natural cause of death for this jellyfish, which is insane. I mean, I, I can't believe that something like this exists on our planet. On our planet. In the ocean. And if something like this exists, what immortality is, is supposedly impossible, right? Right. Here it's pretty probable. This thing <laughs> is doing it. Whether or not that will reach that stage, that is to be determined. Right. Um, I suppose but, it depends on a lot of factors, right? Right. Like like we, we've always talked about cryogenics and, mm-hmm. and you know how you could freeze yourself and hopefully figure out how to keep yourself living forever, maybe transfer your consciousness, stuff like that. That's, yeah. That's also some wild stuff too, but 
if this creature exists in the ocean, what can't? Immortality. Exactly. Well right said. there. Well said. Because, I mean, this is something that... This is an immortal being on our planet. Planet Earth. This is something that does not die unless it's killed. Right. That... That sounds pretty good That's about good as, as me. sci-fi fiction as it gets, right? You and, told... And so the reason we bring these things up is, I mean, one is very interesting, right? But this list, these things that live so far beyond our imagination, um, it's just a demonstration of just how different and how advanced life in the ocean is. And um, it really helps back that argument that you cannot say something doesn't exist in the ocean unless we've been given proof that it doesn't exist and at five percent exploration we don't know we don't know and it's and that's what's mind-boggling is like i said a thousand times before if you're telling me this jellyfish here exists and prehistoric creatures existed that were ugly like the <laughs> goblin shark and, yeah yeah and you know the megalodon well look and, at crocodiles man those yeah. are living dinosaurs Regardless sure. of what you say, crocodiles have... What believe, did you say, 40,000? 40, it's 40 million. 40 million. 40 million years they have been evolving. I mean, as far as animals go, there are very few creatures that you could pick out that are more uh, suited and evolved to become the perfect survival machine. I mean, a crocodile has basically become a living tank, right? You have skin and scales that are impenetrable unless you have saber-like teeth. Lions even have a tough time going against crocodiles. They always avoid it if they can, right? Um, it's something that is so fast in the water. It it dominates its habitat. Yeah. And a it true is, apex. Yeah, it's an apex predator. There's nothing that hunts crocodiles. Right? Other than us, but yeah. I mean, we're a little bit different. If you gave crocodiles an intelligence... Well, then we'd die. Then... And, yeah. and you, in, you gave them a body structure like ours, but yet the same... Um, physical abilities and stuff like that of course side note what do you think like an intelligent crocodile would be like well when we say intelligence what what are we talking about because if we're talking about human intelligence um that's that's pretty fucking scary right i mean mean, that is pretty scary i'm not gonna lie to you but i guess they are very limited maybe like dolphin intelligence wise like obviously they're pretty smart because they've survived this long yeah and would you say they come out the eggs just yeah, I mean, if you this Ready. is really interesting. If you guys haven't seen a crocodile hatch, um, go go and look up videos of a crocodile coming out of the egg, um, the the sack or whatever you want to call it. These things are so they have evolved so much that as soon as they come out, these things are ready. They're already they're born, and they as soon as they leave the egg, they immediately they start checking to make sure that their legs work, that their tail works. And then they already are beginning to swim laps around looking for smaller fish to hunt. I mean... That's the true definition. That's instincts. That's an instinctual... Embedded instinct. They probably don't even think about it. It's just... You got 40 million years of gene memory being passed yep. along. I mean... It's like, here you go. You know what you do? Figure it out. Yep. Oh, done. And and from and this part I'm a little cloudy on, but from what I understand, um, the mother and offspring relationship is very, very short-lived. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very very short lived I don't there's not a lot of child rearing that goes on in the reptile world because you don't really need it right? no because that's that's what I mean those things are born ready now certainly the mother stays with it until it's of a size that it can start you know taking care of itself but these things uh, compared to us if you take a kid uh, just born or even up to the age of seven or eight 
um, most of the time, we're just finding ways, if it wasn't for our parents, to just kill ourselves. You yeah. fall off a fucking staircase. You want to see what the dog does when you put his, your hand in its mouth. Uh, you know, you want to... Smashing your fingers, you know, you, touching hot things. You like, fall you know. over, you, you bust your head, you want to stick metal things into the outlets. We are not at all prepared for for life without <laughs> child-rearing, right? Because True. and And, of course, you know, the crocodiles have had a head start. They, they are way, way more... Uh, in the universal time clock of, of evolution, they've had mm-hmm. a lot more time. But uh, I just think it's amazing that something can be hatched, and it's already understanding its role in the world. Right. It's pretty simple, though. I guess when you think about it, too, crocodile, right? Big scaly thing, very powerful, could swim in the water. It's where it likes to be. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. Look at us, though, comparative. We've come a long way from oh, you know being smaller. Yeah, you know, um, less intelligent to now we're building sky skyscrapers going off of this planet. Yeah, you know, going in the depths of the ocean, discovering new things, all that stuff. No, it's, I mean nothing has advanced in the way that we have advanced. Right, but just as an evolutionary thing of, of an animal, the crocodile literally. I don't know if it was perfect from day one, but it seems pretty damn close and <laughs> shit hasn't changed. Something hasn't was even, right, right? 40 it million lasted. years. Could you imagine us 40 million years ago? Like, what if we had 40 million years to On the clock, figure yeah. it out? That, that'd be pretty insane. We, we, we're, we're probably we, we would be a couple so, solar systems away. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in a different time. That's just... How, how long have humans been around? You know, I actually don't know the exact number. Um... I really don't know. I don't even want to... If I had to throw out a guess, I'm just mm-hmm. going to guess here. I'm going to say, if we're talking about early hominids... It's got to be at least... I'm, like, I'm going to say a million years. That's what I was thinking. Just maybe, even, maybe even 1.2, 1.5. It hasn't been that long. It's comparative not to 40 million years. Well, as far as the scope of or the timeline of Earth goes, we are a blink of an eye. As far as the universe goes, we we're, are... We're here even a blink of a blink what's, of an eye. What's the, uh, what's the lowest fraction you can get to a second? Whatever the hell that is. Not a millisecond. It's like a hundred million times smaller than a millisecond. Yeah, it, it is like... Like a nanosecond, I guess. I don't know. It's like a... We are nothing. Dodeca mega <laughs> super small second. Something. Something that Cause, is... Because we don't have any time put in on the clock, you know? Um, but, the, but these animals haven't. Yeah, man. The ocean... The oceans have been around. That's where life came from. That's where life comes from. And you can tell it because, like I said, the thing, like the list we just gave you guys, um, there's nothing on land that that is as advanced other than fungi. You know, sure. um, those fungi, fungi is a living organism, and, and that is the most advanced organism on land. But as far as uh, life on Earth goes, the, the ocean life is just so much more far advanced. I mean... Look at the smartest creature that we know of so far, which is the orca whale, right? The is killer the whale. orca whale? Yeah. The oh, octopus okay. and orca whale. The dolphins were up there, too. Dolphins are up there, but the orca whale is actually more intelligent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've spent a couple I've spent a couple hours, no, I'm not, you know. I'm not questioning. No, you know, I know. I'm just I'm, curious. I was like, oh, I'm shit. just so they know. I'm not, just so you and they and anyone listening knows, I'm, I'm not just talking on my he's, ass. He's just bullshit. I'm also here. not a, you know, this isn't my major or anything, so. He's, he's a Harvard grad. He's a couple PhDs <laughs> in uh, whale biology and some shit. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> no, but look, look. So the orca whale is what we believe to be the highest intellect um, in our animal world, mm-hmm. right? They actually have, they have, for one, a language. 
Now, yeah. it's, it's a rough, it's not like how we speak, but it is enough that if a call goes out in the ocean, a mother can give a call out that specifically tells the young to come back, right? That's that's pretty insane. Of yeah. course, that sounds so rudimentary compared to us, but that's like, an hey, animal. Get, get back over here. Exactly. But, but an animal. Or one that says danger is here. Yeah. Right? It's, it's sending and, out war- obviously other animals yeah. have warnings, but, but not in a, like, I guess a informal unofficial language right. this is like actual communication targeted and purposeful communication yes. and so there have been many studies done and a lot of video uh, to show that the orcas are not just intelligent but that they understand teamwork mm-hmm. and that's a big thing because that's how we got out of the um, you know when Pangea if we want to call it like that's how we made it out right by working together you're never gonna beat a lion um, or saber tooth, whatever we were going up against at that time, on your own, humans got out and and survived because we yep. were the only animal that decided we can come together and work we, for our own. Interests. We can think for ourselves. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Hey, you have a goal, I have a goal. If we both do it together, we now can we survive. Can meet, exactly, two birds with one. No other goal. animals are. You know what I mean? There's prides of lions. There's other things, but it's very difficult to find concerted, conscious teamwork. Right. And orcas have been shown to do this. There's one video in particular. And uh, I wish I had the link for you guys. Um, we might be able to post that in the description, actually. Okay, yeah. Um, but there's a video of a seal, right? And orcas, this is their favorite food, favorite prey. Um, a seal escapes two orcas, and mm-hmm. it jumps on top of a flat, uh, huge piece of ice, right? This is in the Antarctic. Oh, I think I've seen You this probably one. have. Yeah. It's very it's popular. It's kind of like it's tipping it, right? So, so the seal knows that they obviously can't get up there. And the orcas know that it's up there. And this brilliant demonstration of, of intellect, mm-hmm. the orcas, you see two orcas, they peel off. They, they pull to the left of the iceberg, and then one orca gets right in front of the seal, and it's kind of staring at it, you know, with his head out the water. And the seal is so distracted, and it's looking at this orca, and then you see three orcas come into a line all the way behind the iceberg. So there's the orca in front, the seal, and then behind, almost like a quarter mile out. And you see them all get in a line, and they begin to swim together in unison. And then they, they, they rush to the iceberg. And just as they're about to hit it, all three dive down. And at the same moment, they synchronize their tails. They, they hit the, the surface of the water and create a wave that pushes the seal off into yep. the orca's mouth. Yep. Isn't that insane? That's so That's crazy. That's concerted like, hunting. Like with lions and wolves and everything, obviously you have the pack. Yeah. Or the pride. And they, and they do similar things. They set up traps. Well, exactly. But never but, in but that way. Not, where, not as advanced. And, I mean, that... Like you said, it's targeted. It is specific. Yeah. There, you can have, like, birds have calls, right? Those mm-hmm. are just general bird calls. Right. But as you said... It's targeted, so those orcas can talk to This you. is on purpose, and, and it's adapting. Usually, right. with a lion pride, right? The hunt would have ended if some gazelle managed to... Climb a tree. Climb a tree <laughs> and get in a position where, no matter what, you're not getting me. Mm-hmm. You can't come up here, right? But the orcas realized the problem and immediately solved it using each other. Yep. That's, that's pretty terrifying. I mean, and it's also amazing. But terrifying to know that, you know, if you find yourself out there and they decide, actually, you look pretty good, too. It's your easy pickings, right? Right. Now, I know from, from the research, it shows that orcas actually have no interest in us as prey. They actually view us as um, not an equal, but as a life form that should not be hunted, but should also, you should keep your distance from them. Right. We, we, we can respect be, them. We, we can 
but don't hunt don't don't get too close right yeah which is crazy that they have that knowledge they're like oh this this little person here they can, he can make machines he, he, and he can come back and kill us if we fuck around exactly you know? we don't want to find that no out. no don't want to fuck around and find them. out well I thought elephants this is completely different but elephants view us the same way we view them right it's just they do cute that's a really good point right like that's, no they do that's an intelligence of oh Here's... look at this cute little thing oh okay <laughs> you know I, I was actually you know, reading like... an article yesterday and it was so interesting there was a woman in Africa who. Um, escaped some type of enclosure where uh, you know she had been kidnapped and mm-hmm, captured. Mm-hmm. She escaped some type of enclosure, and she was bleeding, and she rested against a tree. And for a full day, these elephants surrounded her. One laid his trunk across her to uh, sort of comfort and protect her, right? Right. And they surrounded her until other human beings came and found her, and then they just handed her over. Yeah. How that's, amazing is that? That's, I mean, that's consciousness, right? That's that's actual it's consciousness. Be. Like, do you think animals think? And I know this is kind of a stupid question, but at the same time, it's it's a question I've always wondered. Like, when when I look at an animal like a dolphin or a whale mm-hmm. or you know something that has clear intellect greater than the average uh, mammal or wh- whatever right. animal, whatever you want to say, right? Do they think to themselves? Look, obviously not in in. Any languages you speak, whether you of speak course, English or but Japanese, yeah, you just conscious like thought. look at this thing. This is adorable. You I know, like this thing. Let's protect it. Hey, everybody, gather! And that's what's cool about animals. They subconsciously mm. can. Right, you know, right. You send out a little trunk blast. Yeah, then, they understand, and then they understand. Okay, let's go protect it. I think you know I, that's a good question because how do you how do you know what consciousness, what has consciousness if, as humans, we haven't actually been able to figure out what consciousness is? But it so far, the science shows that a very select few animals have what is called, um, you know, cognitive association with real mm-hmm. things. Everything is conscious in that it is alive and understands well, right. that it's doing it. But animals like dolphins, dogs, um, killer whales, orcas, I should say, um, mammals, a lot of mammals. Um, it's a majority of mammals that are mainly, yeah, mo- mostly mammals. Octopus obviously is incredibly smart. Yeah. Um, but not everything like a squirrel. You wouldn't think that a squirrel is conscious. Uh, it's conscious in that it's alive and that it understands it needs to eat. But I don't think it has thoughts to itself. Probably not. No, because there's no fun. There's there's not enough cognitive function there to have. No, I mean, I guess it comes down to the decision-making part of the brain, right? You can make basic decisions and advanced decisions. Like if a basic you're able. De- exactly, like a basic decision. Get a nut. Right. Hungry. And instinctively, you know what food. a nut is. Exactly. And that's it. But and, it's and like, get this specific nut. Right there. There's no... The squirrel doesn't go through a debate as to what nut it's going to no, get. It's not going to it's nut predetermined. King, right? right? It's like <laughs> it's predetermined. Sam's Club for nuts for squirrels. This like, acorn is is what I know because when I was born, this is what I was shown. This and, is and what this I was is instinctively in my head. This is what I know to eat. There's right. no decision making. So not, I don't think that that counts as consciousness. I think consciousness is the ability to not reflect, but to make decisions. To that know that you're alive and to to be. Uh, to choose uh, to choose or, I think to choose to, to I can't remember what the exact definition is but to be able to make decisions for yourself in the regards that you know that you are alive and, and that part there is of the world and part of something even greater yeah. right like a squirrel doesn't know that we've been to space 
if a squirrel has a space program, well, they're hiding that from us pretty good, right? Like squirrel yeah, space yeah. program. That's what the out, holes in the trees are. They're actually just rocket shuttle launches. Could you imagine you look out your window? Oh, look, at there goes that damn squirrel again. Yeah. Setting off rockets. Going to Mars. Going to Mars. Uh, but, yeah, no, to your question, though, I think that there's a very select few animals that have what we have come to learn as consciousness. Right. right. I mean... Uh, obviously primates, you know, those are our cousins. True, they're in the Stone Age now, right? Yeah, they're entering the Stone Age, which is really a good point. Uh, The primates, I believe it's been in the last two years, the article came out in Mm -hmm. subsequent articles, but they are now entering the official Stone Age, which is pretty uh, amazing. How long ago was it for us to reach the Stone Stone Age? Let's check that out. Um, And yeah, while we... While we do that, uh, they're reaching the Stone Age, which means that they've actually begun to purposefully use tools to further their goals. Oh, wow. So we've been around for a lot longer. Yeah. Well, our one million was a terrible guess. Sorry that our history classes failed us. But anyway, the Stone (laughs) Age for us was 3.3 million years ago. So think about this. We advance another 3.3 million years, right? Where do you think apes would be in 3.3 million years? Hmm. If they're in this stage, they're starting to use tools. Like here, this is this says the um, it's divided into three separate periods: the Paleolithic, the Mesolithic, and the Neolithic. But sophistication of you know fashioning together each, each tools period is, and is art based on and, yeah each period is based on the sophistication and fashioning the use of tools. So, um, but like look at these depictions, you know. A, I don't know how accurate a bow and arrow would be way back I feel like that's, that's, yeah, bow that and arrow's mega actually pretty good. Could you, could you, <laughs> hey, I want to stab that guy. Everyone's throwing stones. How do you want to do that? Yeah, like, you got hey, yourself a bow and arrow. Yeah, I sharpened this, and now I can fling this rock at you from yeah, way over here. I think that takes too much of a, that's, that's a pretty high understanding of physics. Right. But to how, develop a bow and how, arrow, right? How crazy would it be if the, you know, apes reach the, reach the point where so, now so, they're starting to hunt, you know, like they know jaguars are dangerous mm. or whatever you the apex no, 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 yeah. the apexes they're like we can protect ourselves and get rid of it exactly and yeah. throwing a bunch of stones at them works so here's what's interesting actually and um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and d- give a disclaimer this is not confirmed okay but there have been now three different teams who have researched um, parts of the Congo that have before now been unexplored and just so you guys know. The Congo and the Amazon are one of the few places remaining on Earth in land that we have not actually completely mm-hmm. explored. All right, humankind has been all over. Our arms stretch so far, uh, our reach is vast, and we've been to every nook and cranny of the explorable world, except for some parts that are so dense and so difficult to explore that we've, I guess, just written it off as that's yeah. that's too much, right? Yeah, it's not worth and it. And so there has been three different teams now that have reported a group, a tribe, if you will, of apes, primates, chimpanzees that live deep in the western Congo that actively have begun hunting leopards. Really? I did not know about and, that. And me either until recently. And um, they actually have, and again, guys, this is unconfirmed, but um, this is three different teams coming up with this. It seems a little far-fetched to start making things up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know until you know. But Correct. they state that these chimps have reached a part of evolution 
and have been so enclosed in the Congo with such an abundance of food that they are actually much larger than normal chimps, some of them reaching five feet, which is, okay. you know, that's yeah, pretty tall. That's, that's right? a good size. Because on average, we're talking about three and a half, four and a half, maybe four feet. That's what, like but, um, a small child? Exactly. Oh, not a small no, child. No, that's like, um, what would you call that? Seven-year-old, maybe? Yeah, it's like a kid going into third grade or fourth grade, right? right. You were like four feet almost. Yeah. Four feet, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Hazy memory of, of how tall we were then. <laughs> yeah, now but, I just know my height, and that's just yeah. about it. But um, So these chimps have evolved in a way that has allowed them to get larger, more aggressive, and more intelligent to where they actively are hunting leopards um, with the use of stones and sharpened uh, stones against other rocks that they have fashioned into, uh, we can call it a knife, but it's a really rudimentary uh, yeah, it's, early it's not stages gonna, of like um, it's not slicing anything it's more so smashing with a point right but but it's still a crazy advancement and uh it's just amazing that if this does exist it's an actual tribe like you just said that has realized this is a natural predator mm-hmm. we instead of being recipients of of attacks should just go be proactive and kill them Right, and, and they've instead started of hunting. being hunted, we can hunt them. We if figured we come out a way together. to combat them. Exactly, and I think that's amazing. I mean, that's un- unlike anything. No, I mean, and, and like I said, it's not confirmed because if it was, it'd be. I feel like it'd be pretty headline news um, because that's insane. You know, yeah, there's never been a record of of big cats being hunted by primates other than us. We are the only right. primates that have ever been recorded to hunt big cats actively hunt other predators apex predators so if this is the case um you know we can start to see that evolution and advancement begin already in front of us during our lifetimes yeah and 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 they can learn sign language which is really cool yeah i mean that's been going on for man and they have a concept of um money money currency they have a concept of currency they know how to trade things to the zookeepers to they, get other things in return. Yeah, they know which coins do not hold value and which, and which ones do. do. Well, it's like some... I can't remember if if this was a, a true research thing or not, but they gave monkeys like actual currency, and then they figured out they could pay other monkeys for sex. Like, <laughs> like how, you know, I don't doubt that, dude. Like I don't how doubt funny that is that? That's crazy, man. You, you, Money you, is power no matter where it, you go. It really is. You and give you, somebody something of value like that, they're like, I could trade this in for some... <laughs> For whatever my desires are. Let's go. But when you look at them, you really see the similarities. It's it's kind of uncanny. To believe that we uh, don't come from them, uh, I feel like... Or some variation Some variation. I'd need a lot more evidence to to believe anything else because, Jesus, man, I mean, they are spitting images of our... They have have similar habits. They have similar mannerisms. Right. Um, They have the concept of jealousy. True. Um, you know, that's that's something that you will not find in anything that doesn't have high intellect, right? I mean, to be jealous, you have to have uh, recognition of self yep. and then recognition of others as individuals and then desire what they have. Right. It's that's, like, that's, oh, that's, that monkey has a lot of money. I want that. I want that. There's, I, a, there's, a, there's a crazy story, and, and it's kind of dark, but um, there's a guy who had a chimp, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think actually Rogan was talking about this a long time ago. He had a chimp, and he raised the chimp to the point where it could no longer be in the house. It was too big, it was causing too much of a ruckus, and it was too much of a liability. Right. You know, for anybody that doesn't know, 
Um, a chimp has no issue destroying you one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you True. will get wrecked by a chimp. True. That thing is way stronger than any of us. Mm -hmm. um, so you, it's not safe to keep them after the age of adolescence in your home. Right. If they have a bad tantrum, to them it's a tantrum. To you, You're it's dead. an arm that's been snapped backwards and a neck that might have been too far pushed back. Yep. Yeah. So he took it to a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And then he would visit it, just like Planet of the Apes, the movie, where he would visit it. Yeah. And one day for the birthday, he brought the chimp a cake. Because it's his birthday. Why not? And upon receiving the cake, the chimp ate it in front of the other chimps. And the chimps, instead of getting mad at the chimp, decided this guy is an asshole. He just brought that guy cake and yeah. he didn't give us anything. Right. So they waited for him to come back the next time he was visiting. And in that time, they practiced opening their crates. And when That's he came back... They opened that shit. They opened... And they mauled this guy. They took his feet. They broke them sideways. They grabbed him. They took off. It's pretty gruesome. Did he I'm die? Not, no, he didn't. He survived. Oh, man. But in a way where, to be honest, it might have been better to die. Right. Like, they really disfigured him. Mm -hmm. And it was all out of jealousy. It was because he gave a cake to one and didn't acknowledge the rest. But how crazy they they chose, they made that decision a collectively. A concerted effort. We're going to hey. fuck this guy up. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Hey, yo, chimp number 87 or yeah. Billy Bob, whatever we want to call you. You're cool. Who the fuck was that? Who was that guy? Why'd he give you a right. cake? We want a cake. Right. Well, I, sorry, guys. I, I mean, that's that's directed anger, right? They yeah. could have easily just ganged up on the chimp. And that would have been that. That would have been nature. You'd have been like, okay, yeah. whatever. You but know. they decided, no, this dude is he, the unnatural he's the problem. part. Yeah. He's the unnatural part. You he, come in here with your fucking cakes and you don't give it to us. Right. Fuck you. We're going to destroy you and they did and they did that's i didn't i mean not know that's it. that's a high that's such a crazy level of intellect and i just think it goes over people's heads sometimes we, we get so caught up in everything else that we don't think about the animal part of the earth that we still live on it, it's and still out there i mean there are things that are so they're advancing and they're getting so smart we'll, we'll think about um gorillas right mm -hmm. we have never seen a Bodybuilt gorilla, if that makes any sense. Like, those are just naturally big right. apes. Right. An untrained. Like, it has no. Could you imagine if that ape now had communication or access to, like, weightlifting equipment? Like, I'm not saying, like, right. you know, some chips, like, pounding it out in the gym, <laughs> but what if they, over evolution, they found out lifting heavy rocks makes us stronger? Yeah, doing these certain. To push their muscles to the limit. Exactly. Could you imagine. What are you going to do against that? It's Bro, like, you can't do shit against one right now. No. You, you can't. So even that some thing, tranquilizers, you no, need. You bro, just, you're I'm not saying you should do this, but you need a real gun yeah. to protect yourself. And because, even then, you better hope you hit it because, if, dude, I don't know. If anyone listening, uh, please, just YouTube, uh, gorilla, South Africa, or African gorilla, or Congo, Congolese gorilla, charging. And there's a video of a male charging through you know, a very long distance to us of mm -hmm. brush. In 4.5 seconds, this dude makes it be from all the way in the back of the forest right into this dude's face. It took nothing for him to get there. Yeah. And if he wanted, with one brush of the arm, your Bang. ribs, your chest cavity, compacted. Yeah. Easily just, boom, White. you're done. You're done, dude. And, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure, and I, I don't know the stat on this, but uh, a full-grown silverback, Mm -hmm. can easily, ease, and I mean easily, yeah. move, uh, you know, the, the uh, Volkswagen bugs, right? Just easily move one of Any them. car that is not an SUV, like any any it regular no sedan, 
It's not a problem, dude. That's kind of crazy, and that's just natural. That is in their like habitat. you said. They haven't even imagine if if you know one of these crazy labs that do all kinds of they, crazy experiments started putting them on anabolic steroids, started training them, and having them actually lift physical weights right against gravity maybe, maybe to train they, their muscles. Maybe they did that too. Like, oh, you lift this weight, you get food. You lift. Right, like, and now and, he's just pounding out sets. <laughs> <laughs> now you got a, you got roid raging gorillas, right? Like you're not stopping that. No, man, we are so, you know, think, 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 every force out there in the universe, any deities, evolution, any, any deities, whatever, for our brains, because as far as physically, we are such pussies like we we're pretty weak we're we are so weak compared to anything else the world's strongest man is probably the world's weakest silverback i mean right seriously though they they have the ability to to do things that we would think impossible right and then that's what differentiates us between animals and, and an advanced being is our ability to create yeah like like what if what if monkeys get to the point where they're slapping up castles and stuff like that? Obviously, evolution probably doesn't follow the same track right, right. as as we would. But, but still, but you know, structures. Ad, advanced structures. Who yeah. says a, a primate can't make a hut? Now they're living it out, and they got mom, dad, mm-hmm. little family boy, units. They got well, family. they already have family units. Well, so right. Like, imagine with the structure. With, yeah, a structured family claiming unit, land you know? now. Exactly. I mean, Trading goods for land or services. Like, what if they start gardening? Not saying that they would, but you know, this it's is possible. Just, it, it's, it's all possible, right? Like, how crazy would that now? Planet of the Apes actually seems like a realistic thing, I think and. So. There you fucking go. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just kind of mind blowing. There's no other um, species on this planet that is more capable, capable or resembles us in a better way. Period. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you think dolphins or orc whales, they're smart. That's what makes. But they're they're limited to the ocean. Right. Tell me if they're building ocean bases because if they are, they, I'd like to see. I would like to see <laughs> how the hell they do that. Yeah, man, it's it's um it's really interesting just how how lucky we are now in today's age with all the technology, all of the documentaries that are available to us to just observe and see wildlife, right? And I think, actually realize. I think more people should watch those. I, I, I think so too. Planet Earth, you know, um, any of the ones, that any are any anyone, yeah. you know, on Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever you got. Watch them. You will find the most amazing things that you never knew about this planet. Yeah, and it's so easy to get so disconnected from from where you actually live, right? You know, you don't often find yourself thinking about the fact that you live on the North American continent and here's all these predators that live in your continent still, right? Yeah. You, you just think about your daily life, you think about what's on your phone, you think about what you got to do tomorrow, but like, we are still animals in an animal world and like, the outside world and the natural world is still progressing. Yeah. It's just progressing with us in it now. Yep. Think about, like, what if an animal's raised in, like, the New York Zoo? Then you release them back into the wild. They're like, what? Yeah, man. I mean... What? It was similar to us. What if we raised somebody in, like, a concrete jungle mm-hmm. and never told them about, like, forests or, like, they knew about the sun and water, obviously, but how beautiful this planet could be, like, these structures... And and um, natural wonders that we have. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's how animals 
treat some of the things that we have, like like roads and buildings and right. Like what is this? Like, this natural phenomenon. What the heck? Like a deer didn't have to worry about getting hit by a car. Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Just until the last what 120 years? Yeah. Not even really. That, and that's just. I mean, a speck of yeah. a speck of the speck. In, yeah, imagine in terms that. Of galactic timeline. But. Jeez, what a fucking rude uh, interruption into your life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. imagine if we started having to worry about things that fly and smack your head off, right? Like, oh, that would be fucking nuts. There's these little nano fucking bots that uh, bang, you right. hit them, and then your chest cavities implode. Yeah, that's and you're it. Dead. But they were living a great life. You know, deer just they wander around, they cross the, openings, you and know, then all some of a dirt sudden, road came along. And they're like, what is this? Well, this part of the forest looks a little different here, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks you like know. maybe something big flattened it out. But yeah, uh, okay. I'll, I'll cross. And, then, and then you see this thing with two lights. You're like, well, I've never seen anything with light. Uh, what is I don't it? know. Bang. Done. It's like, oh. And now it's a thing. But yeah. evolutionary speaking, do you think they would advance to know better? Because think I about think, deer I now. So. Like, like when I pull up to my dad's house, mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's sometimes deer, they're unafraid. They're like... What's going on? I don't think hey, it's pal. been long enough for them to... Uh, Probably co- not. No, I think you have to give a, a, a great deal of time to allow a species to pass fears and gene memory down. And I don't think 100 years is no Nearly enough. That's no. 1% of the data they need not to of essentially... You know, on, that, on that topic, actually, there was a test done to see what our gene memory has passed down to us. Mm-hmm. And... So they take these, they take a great deal of humans and they all monitor the brain and the, the heart levels and the pulse and everything and they show images. And it's been determined that over millennia, I mean over all of our, our mm-hmm. genes passed down, that there is a natural fear of snakes, fire, and spiders, and then recently uh, something that appears to be a needle or a knife. Those images when flashed raised even in people who didn't have a natural fear uh raise the heartbeat raise mm-hmm. the thing so it's been shown that over time as long as we've been here there's been this uh ancestral uh gene memory passed down to fear things that slither on the ground things that have eight, th- legs, eight legs and, and then things that can burn or maim you you right and and that's uh that's just amazing to me the, the, the fact that you really... could be born i mean if i feel like even with most kids, you, you if you sh- if a Don't snake came them. up to them, they'd kind of back away and run right, away. Right, they're like, you know what I mean? oh, snap. this doesn't look natural. Something inside me telling me to back away from. Right, it. you know what's funny? That reminds me of a story when when I was younger. I I used to I still like snakes personally. I don't yeah, really, really have a problem. You spiders, I hate spiders. Same. Spider Same. like if. I don't care if it's a little spider or a big spider. That thing is unnatural and it creeps me out and I don't like it. That. You can call me unmanly. No, no, no. What, no. You know, if I found a spider nest, I, I feel like it's all right for me to burn the house. Exactly. Down. I'm like, well, go get a new it's one. It's your house now. Yeah, it's, you go know. ahead. You can have it. <laughs> all yours. Those, those are just ugh, creepy no, crawlies. No, thank you. But um, I, I with was snakes. Young. You're okay with snakes. Yeah. When I was younger, I found a snake in the garden, right? Most kids would be like, oh, I'm not touching that thing. I pick it up and I bring it in the house. My mom is deathly afraid of snakes. If she's listening, she remembers the story. She's screaming, get this thing out of here. And I'm like, what? It's just a little snake. Right, right, right. I was like, this is so cool. Wow. And snakes to me, they don't don't bother me. But That's interesting, though, because I feel like, you know, you do have those people. And I feel like that's a rarity. Yeah. It's definitely not common. But the people who don't have a natural fear of certain animals that most people are disgusted by, 
right? Correct. Like like some people who have pet tarantulas. That I, you know, I'm not saying you're weird, but you you know you're you're brave. I want to call you yeah. brave because you, or like have you seen the like they crawl on your face? Like I know like Steve Irwin's kids and even Steve Irwin himself. You know they're they're. Uh, they're exposed, right? You know, they've, they've been exposed to. It's that. like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of normal. But, but but yeah, I mean, you know, you see that crawling on a jungle floor, you know immediately. Dude, a pet tarantula. You can't, look, anybody listening, if you have a pet tarantula out. or if you're okay with that, I'm not gonna say that. Please I'm, don't tweet us pictures. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you'll give me the EBGs. I'm not gonna tell you that I immediately think that you know something's wrong with you, uh, <laughs> but I don't know that I'd be comfortable with having you over my place. That's just how I feel. If you are so comfortable with a fucking tarantula, and to let it crawl on your hand, like I hate looking at just general pictures. Like I, I can't no, even look no, no, up no, pictures no. of spiders. Too... If I see like those videos where it's supposed to like be a normal video and like it scares you and you know the jump scare of like right. a random spider popping out, I chuck my phone <laughs> to the moon. I Dude. I just I have such an irrational fear of them. And but is it irrational? I don't. Is Do you think irrational? a giant spider existed at some point? Like a humongous, well, yeah, massive right? spider. Like something that was like 10 feet tall. Like something that was just so, so huge. Why, why wouldn't it? Because there was the... What is that? The so there was a, there that was, was like prehist- 50 feet long, yeah. right? There was a prehistoric... In, in those times, there was an era. Maybe the Pliocene or something. Where the oxygen was so high that the insects were way larger than we can even imagine today. I mean, to the point where flies were like golf balls. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's that's like 20 times the size of a fly now. So, Apparently, the largest spider to ever exist, uh, it was in a 300-million-year-old rock of Argentina, appeared to have a body over a foot in length Jesus and a Christ. leg span of 19 inches. That is terrifying. But... That's like an eagle-sized spider. Like what? Yeah, no. I um, I would just die. I would one hundred percent die. That's like my forearm. Yeah. Like if this is come, if this is on my desk or like anywhere remotely in the same country as me, I'm not going there. That's why I'm not going to Australia. Hmm. Have you yeah, seen Australia like those? Is fucking insane, dude. Have I, you seen those like coconut spiders? I don't know where those are. The camelback dude, the, spiders. The that Goliath in, spider. Yeah. That that actually. Oh my god. Dude. Like no, no, thank you. Like the camel spiders. Yeah, the camel I'm, spider is terrifying. I'm not looking that up because I saw an image of 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 a marine or, or somebody in the. In the military those apparently cuddle up next to you mm-hmm. to for warmth yeah no if i'm waking up <laughs> next to that i'm freaking out well and you can die if it decides actually i'm not too cold anymore i feel like i just want to like stick its fangs in you right like i'm eating your leg off in the middle of the <laughs> night like what like wh- that's just some supernatural freaky no, 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 no. like that things like insects like that are i know they're natural and insects are disgusting Na- uh, and look, I love the natural world. I know that everything. Right. Needs I don't balance. hate on anybody that loves insects. Yeah, if you, you love insects, you. cool. But for be, me, you know, I would a hundred percent rather be tortured for a hundred years with snakes than, than to be thrown into. Uh, like imagine being thrown into a pool of centipedes, spiders, uh, these those scary beetles from Africa. Just all these crawly, creepy. It's disgusting, no, dude. It's so no, terrifying to me. No. Like I, I don't have it in me. I, I, I want to hear what, what, what y'all listening, what is your biggest fear? And if it's an insect, what insect do you spe- 
fear specifically. I, I want we we want to know. Yeah, let us know because um, um, it's one hundred percent spiders for me. So on that note, let me ask you this: What are the three animals that you would never want to die by? Like would never want to be killed by? Right? Like we're talking about dying in a horrible horrible way or or being that they're so brutal and so terrifying Mm -hmm. like for me obviously being bitten by a very venomous spider and just dying on the jungle floor is is one of them for me i think the a a venomous spider Mm -hmm. um a massive snake Mm -hmm. or like a boa right okay or jellyfish oh that's a good one because that's a painful death because you're in your unnatural. Here on land, we are cool. We we are not the we got fastest two feet to thing, stand on. But you know, we can hold our ground. We yeah. have shelters, stuff like that. In the water, you might as well be in space. Right. You you. Good luck. Yeah. Take care. And, and so what that. a lot of people don't know is like you think that a jelly a, a jellyfish sting is um something you know, minor. You, you, you gotta pee, go pee, oh, on, pee it. on it. No. Yeah, no, dude. When you when you get stung by a jellyfish, first of all. Nine times out of ten, if you're getting stung by a jellyfish, you're going to be in open waters. Correct. Most of the time, the jellyfish that sting and can hurt you are not right there in the shallows. Now, there are a couple exceptions. Right. you got to be out there, though. But a Some lot of, of them times, wash up and, you know, it might bust you step your leg. on them or something. But, yeah, no. If you're getting stung, you're going to be out in open water. So what happens is the ones that are actually um, venomous or, or can, you know, uh, put really the neurotoxins yeah. in you, um, you're going to get stung. And within... 10 maybe even five minutes depending on how toxic the toxic the the level of toxin uh, you're going to start losing sensation in your legs your arms your chest is going to start feeling like it's been compressed and all of a sudden you can't move your arms and legs and you slowly try to fight for your life and drown um slowly into the abyss of the ocean or you make it to shore and you die from shock because the shit is actually racing to your heart and your body just can't take it. I mean, jellyfish are nothing to mess around oh, with. Oh, no. And for anybody who doesn't know, the way a jellyfish stings you, it has little barbs. So, like, it's not just like a like, like a tentacle zap. Like, like you're actually, electricity is being passed through you and you, you know, get quote-unquote zapped. I think no. that's what it's supposed to feel like, right? right? But there's little barbs that go in it's you. It's an that injection. Re- exactly, that release the neurotoxin. And that's what makes your area red wherever you get stung. And, and that's... Yeah. And the fact that there are so many, the barbs line the tentacles, right? Yeah, so you're not getting so, one barb. It's like they're putting everything into you. Like, like yeah. whatever rubbed up against you, yeah. whatever was in that area that you rubbed, hopefully not, but maybe majority of the time, those are all in you now. And you're you you better hope, man. Like and like the, the like most dangerous luck. jellyfish in the world is the box jellyfish. I know this because I wanted to know. I, I searched right. it up a long time ago, and the box jellyfish. Um, let's search the survival rate for box jellyfish. I mean, you you die quickly. It's it's pretty. It's pretty messed up. Man. Uh, between twenty and forty people each year uh, die from die. box jellyfish stings. The mortality the rate around the world is higher than what's reported because doctors often misdiagnose the symptoms or simply get the cause of death wrong. Um, Barb tentacles containing a venom. If you encounter the tentacles, then the jellyfish can poison you with immediate effects. Within minutes, you're going to have the serious symptoms, which is the body locking down, the inability yeah. to control yourself, and the lack of movement. Two to five Two to minutes. five. That's so how long it you, takes to die from a box jellyfish. And, and if the ambulance has not come on the shore or, you know, 
Bro, you gotta have a stand. It should already be on standby. Exactly. It you're should not, be. If you should gotta be right call next you're to dead. you, right? Yeah. Like, if you have to call, you're dead. You're dead. What What do you think the most venomous thing in the world is? Uh, is it I'm a black s- widow? I'm gonna say it's either a box jellyfish or one of the vipers. Really? I I believe. Yeah. Um. A boom slang. That's an Australian snake. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I don't. The, snakes, that, snakes aren't. That doesn't bo- that bothers you? Yeah, bro. Snakes are just demons. I mean, I don't. Want how to. can you? How, yeah, no. We're gonna scroll all the way down. I just looked this stuff up. Uh, oh, yep. okay. Number one is the box jellyfish. And there it is, the taipan. The taipan snake. snake. Yep. Uh, oh, the blue ringed octopus. Oh, I didn't know that. It's really? actually small. Super the tiny. size of the golf ball. You know what's crazy is um. One bite can kill up to 26 men, and there is no antidote. So think about that. So the reason that blue ring octopus are actually so dangerous is because they're so small that when people who are fishing and who are grabbing those, uh, casting the nets in the coral reefs and stuff, oftentimes when they grab their haul, mm-hmm. they don't realize that there's a blue ring in there. So right. they, they grab it, they, they touch it without even knowing that it touched you. And then within minutes, your heart... Your lungs start to collapse. I'm not looking up at that. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, the box jellyfish is the most venomous, uh, or, uh, yeah, venomous animal. I like how there's a lot of spiders on here, or spiders. Well, obviously, there's going to be a lot of spiders. The snail is on here, the cone Cone snail. snail, yeah. um, But snakes, obviously. But, like, jellyfish are so interesting in the fact that um, most of them are uh, opaque uh, almost to the point that they're super translucent. Yeah, and they're right? like a gelatinous membrane, you know. And that stings you, and then you're dead. It's such a. I mean, what other than an octopus? What looks like more? What looks more like an alien than a jellyfish? I Squids. Mean, it, it looks like right? an actual alien, right? Like, like, like you, there's no visible brain to you. There's no. There's no body. Skull nothing structure. That is nothing, to exactly. Us. Like, could you imagine being a gelatinous blob and? But having, uh, oh, I don't know if we can call it consciousness, but being alive. Being alive, yeah. And then never dying um, unless you get killed. Most jellyfish have a crazy regeneration rate. Which is also something that um, is is kind of baffling, like starfish. Cut off a limb. Sh- some, some reptiles, you know, sh- cut yeah, off the tail. Um, forget what the, uh, well, like a newt, back. right? A newt does that. And they, uh, yeah salamander you can you can take the tail off and it grows back i mean that's we're talking about a crazy amount of time to evolve to the point where regeneration of cells is possible that's 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 the ultimate human right there but (laughs) can you imagine if we were able to do that i mean i feel like wars and stuff not to get morbid here but you know think about um harming one another becomes a little more intricate than than previous right it would be more Think about it. Targeting. And, and this is going to get a little dark, so please be warned here. Um, you know, way back when, mm-hmm. it's personal. Yeah. Obviously not saying now it's not personal, but it's more personal. It's like, up close. Right. I have to come to you with this pointy thing mm-hmm. and just repeatedly put it in and out of you. I have to cause enough blood loss or, or blunt force trauma exactly. to kill you. Or just cut off your... Yeah. Slice the neck or cut off the yep. head. Yeah. And... and but now I can just bang from a mile away. And I can send a drone to do the work. You can now send a drone that can carpet bomb right. or, or send a small little tactical. But think, 
think if you're regenerative, like Wolverine or something, apparently, I think it, it, these are Deadpool or Wolverine, not that these are actual real characters, <laughs> but hypothetically, what if we got to the point where we could regenerate like that, or regenerate in some sense, hey, your arm got blown off. Give it a month and it'll be back. Give it a month. Or give it, like, a day. Oh, geez. Well, then now we're... we're like, you're reaching. getting personal with, yeah. with your tactics now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to inject something into you. I gotta look you in the eye. Yeah. Now I'm gonna cut your hand off. Right. Tell me where, where the drugs are. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. Or I'll make it grow back, but it's grow, gonna grow back painfully mm-hmm. and disfigured. And now your hand is all... You know, think about that. Like, yeah, what if you man. mutated that hand growth and now it's gonna grow out as, like four fingers all together in right. your bone Some structure in the nerve hand or something. and your nerves now are, are firing pain and they're all wrapped around exactly. and twisted yeah like, i mean uh, so so the the advancement of technology and science is what like you said has made wars less up close and personal but far in my opinion far more um devastating oh for right? sure well, like in the past, if if you weren't on the battlefield, it's more likely than not you're never gonna even experience the suffering of uh, you know being hurt or harmed. You're gonna you're gonna experience suffering from everyone dying. But like now, if you're anywhere near a war zone, it's possible that uh, a misplaced missile shrapnel flies into your kitchen and right. slices you up you know you never had a misplaced sword just randomly cut exactly. you open there's not swords flying through the sky maybe a couple arrows hit one farmer one time but like now but, but swords really weren't flying no. but, but not from a mile away with or some unarmed store sword flying guy which is no. like i'm gonna pinpoint this sword yeah. right at this guy that just didn't happen yeah no the technology has definitely made war um more devastating and, and it'd be really interesting to see where it goes but like you said and and it is a dark topic but in times of war that's actually where a majority of scientific strides are made true and, and the reason for this and and i've done a, a substantial amount of reading on it actually is because look in order to make progress in science you you gotta kind of how do i put it we don't know anything works until we try it out. And in order to try it out, you have to try it out on humans. True. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible truth of science. Anything that we do today that works is because at one point it was tried out over and over again on humans until it did work. Mm-hmm. Meaning that for those humans, it was a terrible experience. And in war, you have an abundance of willing or unwilling test subjects. And uh, one thing that went on was in Japan, right? During World War II... Japan was actually, and no one talks about it as much as the Nuremberg trials, but Japan was actually brought uh, before the, it would be like what today's, you know, UN or the global. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for hundreds of counts of infringing upon human rights and wars against, crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. Because they took all kinds of war refugees. Um, wounded soldiers, prisoners of war, and they performed for four years during that war unspeakable experiments to try to advance science. I mean, I'm talking, they tried to splice dog genes with human genes. They took live humans and would cut off an appendage, inject certain genes to just see what happens. Right, like what, what if you get a dog's heightened sense of smell? Exactly. And, and they'd, they'd, depri- they'd take some humans, put them in... Um, a chamber and just see what happens if we only feed him salt just salt for for 
right. four days, five days, six days, until he implodes, until his organs yep. give out. See, they would take some people and they'd put them out. They'd actually cut off their appendages and put them out into the cold and see if the cold itself would stop them from bleeding and how long they could survive. I mean, that's crazy. And and, and that, it's terrible. It's unspeakable. Right. Like, these are the things that there's so many you know, uh, forms of medicine and science that have that came from World War II from the U.S., the German side, the, the Japanese side, that were the, the strides in science mm-hmm. were made in terrible, terrible ways. Right. And, and, and that's going to be our next episode um, for next week. It's, it's going to be the morality of medicine. Please tune in. I think that's going to be a great episode. Yeah. We, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, there. we do. Um, that might be a, a, a longer one, like episode number one. But things like that and, and just so I, I don't harp on it too much is right. are those things necessary to advance and, and the short answer and I kind of hate to say it, is yes and like I said we'll talk about this super in depth in episode 4 next week the morality of medicine but but to, to agree with you I think so it's a terrible adage but um you know, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break a couple eggs, right? Correct. And, like, and that's just how we've come this far. It's not pretty, but it's better than being back in the caves with a couple of rocks banging together. For sure. And, and and to me, whether you believe the evolutionary theory or not, that's how everything has become in a certain way, trial right? Trial and error. It's just trial and error. That is the time-tested uh, method, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, hey, this rock, what does it do? Oh, I smashed my fingers. Probably won't do that again. Oh, I smashed this walnut. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's actually something edible inside. Oh, it killed me. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> now you go again. Yeah. But with a different nut, this one actually is good, and I feel good eating it. It's the advancement, man. I mean, it's it's how you it's how we've gotten to where we are. And I think we will continue to advance greatly. Absolutely. In in the near future and the extended future, the there's many possibilities when it comes to discovering things here on our own earth and and way beyond. But I think the answers lie here first and foremost. Yeah. And maybe ocean. if we start yeah. getting in that ocean, we can maybe uh, we can figure out you know some antidotes to some things or uh, well, some medicine to some things and 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 see how far we can. We can kind of go there. It'll be really interesting to see, man. I, I got my fingers crossed. And uh, I think uh, that's going to be it for episode three, guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed. And um, please catch us next time, next Tuesday, uh, for episode four, The Morality, Morality of medicine, medicine. For sure. And I just want to let everybody know who's listening currently before Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Holidays. Anybody listening after, I hope you had a happy holiday, and and, in the extended future, I hope your um, 2021 is definitely better than your 2020. Yeah, enjoy the holidays, guys, and um, if you did get socks from that one relative, you know, (laughs) just smile, just pretend that it's uh, all good, because you're going to need those socks at some point. Heck yeah. Um, Take care, guys. Take care.